This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Hey nerds, Matt here. Want to welcome you to a special episode that would normally go to our patrons, but we wanted to give you a chance to hear it too. This is the THN Take a Look. It's in a book club. Our buddy Patrick helped Joe and I review Seven Secrets, Volume 1 from Boom Studios, and we hope you dig it. Let's get going, shall we? It's time again to play THN Take a Look, the book club, or the THN Take a Look. It's in a book club. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. It's not or. It's take it. It's take a look. It's in a book club. Take a look. Get it's it right. In a book club. That's right. Thank for, you. I I forget. We got to get this on a T-shirt so it's branded and everything. This week we are happy to welcome Mr. Patrick Cavanaugh, CEO of Titan Comic Publishing. We have to call him Mister. He's a fancy guy. Patrick, say hello to the nerds. Hey. uh... Happy seems a bit strong, but uh, <laughs> Matt told me I need to get really close to the mic so I don't get uh, overruled by you all. So you get my super <laughs> ASMR voice. Yeah, that's super yeah. sexy, oh, dude. Yeah, it's working. Can you make some like? Um, no, no, no! Don't do it. I'll throw up. <laughs> I can't. Can you do some like light grunting and maybe scratch your fingernails on the mic? <sighs> okay. Today we're here to talk about Seven Secrets, Volume One from Boom Studios. This collects the first six issues of the tom taylor book with art by danielle d nicuolo right that's how you say that i think it's daniela daniela i think it's a dude yeah, yeah. i think you're right daniela danny d. ellie danny ellie is how i read it danny ellie <laughs> d nicuolo here's your danny d danny d is what we call him i'm very literal in the words that i read here's your letter solicit letter. seven secrets will change the world for centuries, the order has trusted in keepers and holders to guard the secrets in seven briefcases against all harm. But when their stronghold is attacked and the secrets put in peril, the entire order must face an enemy who knows too much. Now the order's newest member, Casper, must discover the truth of the secrets before the enemy does or risk losing everything. Now, Tom Taylor's a writer we all enjoy. Yes. I know Joe and I do. Patrick. I do. What, uh, what, uh, can you, can you guys hear my dog licking herself or is that just me? Not at all. <laughs> okay. Just want to make sure. Um, so a little something extra. For if the, something like that comes up, going to keep that in the I am going to say, Patrick, I can hear your dog licking itself. <laughs> so don't worry. That's true. That's true. You would, you point that out right away. Yes. Um, Tom Taylor. What, what else, what else has Tom Taylor done? Do I like Tom Taylor? Tom Taylor. Uh, Tom Taylor is the current writer of Nightwing. Uh, he's currently oh. writing Batman, the detective. No. Oh. We're done. Uh, he wrote um, all new, all new Wolverine, all new Wolverine, no, uh, which was no. the X twenty three book. Um, he wrote X Men Red. Uh, nope. So that's actually great. Wow. This might be your first Tom Taylor uh, book. He write he writes the Injustice comics and Deceased. Mm-hmm. No. Is wow. this your first Tom Taylor read? Tom Tom Taylor Tinker Soldier Spy. That might be my first. All right, we got a there Tom Taylor go. Virgin. I like that. That's even more interesting. I was going to bring up. There's a lot of writers that we see that write for the big two, write superhero stuff or whatever, and do really well there and go out on their own and do things that are fine. And then vice versa. Guys like Cullen Bunn 
who operates really, really well in his own sandbox. And when he's writing superhero stuff for the big two, it's meh. Tom Taylor, this is his first foray into creator-owned stuff that is not at the big two. And I gotta say, I thought it was gonna be good. As a Tom Taylor fan, I was really excited for this. Getting into issue one, it was not what I thought it was gonna be at all. But I really enjoyed the hell out of this. It starts off basically with a flashback where we're seeing dead troops outside a bunker. And then it flashes back even further to something similar that happened with Knights in Armor. So we know we're dealing with this like ancient sort of prophecy type thing and secret society type stuff. I just thought based on what Tom Taylor has done for the most part in comics, it would be a little more single character driven. And this is like a pretty big cast book. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, uh, you know what? It reminded me kind of, of deadly class in that way. Yes. Right. Definitely. Um, where there is a single point of view character, but he's entered this larger world. And so we've got these colorful characters that are surrounding him, but really the story is about him. So, yeah. I was going to go more. I, I, are we giving away Matt? You already gave, we, we, we know how you feel. <laughs> Overall, big fan. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what the, what the, the pattern is here. Oh, we don't have to. Get, we don't have to get to like you know how you feel uh, about the whole thing, but like, I guess starting. I thought we talked about our feelings later. Yeah, we'll talk about our feelings later. But just okay. story wise, I guess going. I want to touch base on like our experiences with Tom Taylor. You haven't had experiences with Tom Taylor, so we'll get to no, that in it, a minute. I, I actually felt a little bit. So you 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 uh, you thought it was not as character driven as uh, as you expected. Um, I think one of my issues with it is I thought it was almost too focused character driven. Really? On Casper specifically or Yeah. That's fair. I mean that's sort of well, what I guess that's sort of what Tom Taylor does. Why don't we talk about who Casper is before but yeah, we start we'll, moving on to that kind of stuff? We'll get into yeah, well let's get into like the setup here, basically. We're seeing the story through the eyes of Casper, who is the child of two people that work for this ancient order that keeps seven secrets. There are keepers and there are holders. The keeper basically is the bodyguard of the holder and the holder has a suitcase with a secret in it. And we really don't know much about those secrets other than like in the first two pages, we see some bad guys confronting someone who is obviously a good guy. They're getting ready to open a case with a secret in it. And that good guy screams, don't you know what happened to Atlantis? <laughs> and then there's an explosion, which makes me think that there's something really bad <laughs> in that suitcase that is not supposed to be opened. <laughs> yes. But from there, it sort of hits the ground running, and we learn in modern day, there's a keeper and a holder that... Well, that was, that was the modern day, because we see that scene play out later in the, in the story. Oh, fair enough. I thought yeah, maybe so it happened this, in the that, past. That, this, too, book's, this book starts in in media res is the is the right. term. It starts with right. with the action already going, and then we flash back and fill in, you know, freeze frame. Right. I bet you. I bet you're wondering how I got in this situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the story and sort of. So we learn about. Oh, sorry. Go we ahead. can learn about Sigurd and Eva, uh, the the keeper and holder of the seventh secret. And their forbidden love child who is named Casper. And uh, this book is really all about Casper and his upbringing uh, in this secret order. Yeah, like born into a world that he had no choice but to be in, basically. 
So, so Matt, you you mentioned like the the keeper and the holder and their relationship and what they are. Where where did you learn that? Just from reading what they were saying. It was like so there from, there were different from, keepers, different holders, at different places. Right. And they so have from, from context, basically yeah, from context. Exactly. Okay. They didn't, I will say Taylor's really good at not, there is a big story here and Taylor doesn't spell it out for you. He definitely takes you on the ride and you learn how this works just from meeting other characters. So, there's another, there's another view from the, you would, you would say Taylor's really good about not spelling it out. I would say he's really bad at telling you what's going on. Really? Uh, see, and now I didn't see it that way. Uh, like I, I thought that he revealed bits and pieces about the nature of the story and the order as the puzzle kind of filled in. And that's kind of what I liked about it. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's where I was too. I I felt like as you needed to know certain story points as their effect, as they affect the character we're following Casper, you're learning them as he sort of discovered some stuff too. And like, we learn that they're not supposed to have a relationship because they have a tribunal where the tribunal's like, well, this wasn't supposed to happen. And this woman's yeah, pregnant they're, with they're the baby. One and only, <laughs> one and only, their one and only duty is to protect the secret, which is why they are forbidden. It's kind of like the Jedi, right? They're forbidden from having personal entanglements. And look how that turned I, I, out. I, I understand. I understand. Like, that's, that's, that's his storytelling. And, and that is what you enjoyed about it. I I'm just, that is what I did not enjoy really about it. No, no kidding. Um, So uh, can you be specific, Patrick? Like what, like, did you think that there was, there were, that there was information lacking at any point or, um, I, I think it's, it's more of what I found more interesting. Um, so like, like I said before, I felt this was too focused on Casper. Casper, Caspar, whatever. Yeah, C A S P A R. So it could be Caspar. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, I am not interested in Casper or his story. I'm interested about this society. I want to know about it. I want to know the history of it. I want to know what, why, why are they seven secrets? Because they're not secrets. A secret is like information. It's not information in those cases. So why they call them seven secrets? It, I will, I will me, give it you feels that. Like, oh, this name is really this name of this book, Seven Secrets. That's a cool name. It's not anything to do with secrets. It's just a cool name. We're putting like monsters and stuff in there. Like, well, I mean, to be secrets. to be fair, we don't know what else is in the other secrets. It might be information in some of them. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. Well, like, but I understand uh, what you're saying. Is not I, a I, under- <laughs> I understand what I understand what you're saying. It's it's not it's not. Um, you know, it's not like a, a a file folder in there with a bunch of like oh, sure. conspiracy but stuff I, written down. And I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm no spoilers, but I agree. Like the thing that you said that they when they open one, we see something. You're you're saying that's not a piece of information, but maybe it's something that humanity's not supposed to have, and they have it. They you know, along that's that line secret, of a though. secret that we're keeping it secret. You know, I mean, we have different <laughs> definitions of secret. Perhaps. <laughs> My, my that, first experience with Tom Taylor is I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, it's like the ring, right? It's like the one ring. Gandalf is like, keep it secret. Keep it safe. So, but so, yeah, the ring it's itself is not a secret. It's like, it's a secret that you have it. But anyway, we're split. Let's not get stuck in this minutia. Uh, yeah, we sure are. <laughs> but it, what, what, what I, what I would have liked and what I was expecting, um, is let's learn about the society. Let's learn about why they're around. 
but they, I, I feel that they, they threw me into this big story before they had paid their dues of making me care. Like, why should I care about these, this, the society or, you know, this character? It feels like the, like this should have been maybe an arc in an already established sort of universe. I'll give you, they definitely, Taylor definitely chooses to go with action to set up the story. Cause I mean, it opens with crazy action, what is sure. happening yeah. and then reveals That's... some stuff. And then every last page of each, every first page and every last page of each issue that we read is basically like huge action, huge cliffhanger based on this action or whatever. And in between he's filling in gaps slowly. Um, I mean, personally, I liked it. I, I like the way that he's telling the story here and sort of unveiling it. I have a lot of questions, no doubt. But at the same time, it's like, to me, they're the good kind of questions that keep me reading. And I think Dinukuolo, or how, we'll just call it DN, the art, the way that they are paneling the story, the way that every like first panel is super desperate and crazy, and every last panel is super desperate and crazy it really pulled me in and it really gives me the sort of the cliffhanger feel that I look for in a story like this that lets me excuse it a I little mean, bit it, and say, yeah, I don't know, it, but I'm going to find it, out. It, <laughs> you know? it moves at a, it moves at a breakneck pace. Yes, Definitely. That, that's that, that is true. But now we keep like, we're still setting up here. So we keep, we keep straying from, from the actual setup of the premise. <laughs> uh, so we've got, we've got these, we've got these seven, things secrets weapons technology we don't know right. we don't know what they are we we've we've seen two of them so far um and that's over the span of six issues right um <clears throat> we've got a society that is intent on protecting them and each secret is uh in the care of two uh agents i guess so like uh, international and characters and it, it's almost like Yes. Like a fighting game <laughs> cast where and, everyone's like, I'm from here and I have this specialty and I'm from here. And I look, you know, like they're all very different. Yeah. They're not wearing I'm uniforms. literally wearing and, armor with, a, you know, like, yeah. a, like English armor. <laughs> yeah. Like one yeah. guy looked like a Final Fantasy character. Uh, totally. Gareth. Uh, that, yeah. That beardo. Yeah. That uh, Gareth. Um, yeah. Gareth. Um, Who I've listened which to. Is so, Spear guy. Which is so funny to me because <laughs> Gareth, Gareth was the name of the. Uh, oh, in uh, Labyrinth. He, well, yes, but I believe uh, I believe Gareth was also the name of the Dwight character on the British version of The Office. Yes, that is true. Oh, like yeah. super yeah. slimy. Dude. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely um, true. That is. But true. Um, but here he's like he's like the he's like the man at arms almost, right? Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's their history keeper. Yes. is what they call it. Right. Him, so. Uh, and so we've got this this large cast of characters, and we meet uh, over the course of. Uh, at least the first couple issues, we we meet most of the keepers and holders uh, currently entrusted to the secrets. We've got um, Kanto, who wears a mask that's always got a creepy smile on it, and he's uh, he holds the first secret. Or, is that true? Is, is Kanto a he? I kind of felt like we didn't really establish. I think that. it was ambiguous. <laughs> yeah, I think Kanto ambiguous. I think Kanto's I, more than anything, I got he vibes, but I mean, Kanto I is the holder of the right. first secret, and also like the I don't remember swordsman. ever seeing Kanto holding a briefcase. He's, oh wait, yes, yeah, yes, 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 pretty yes. big moment. <laughs> I'm yes, not going to spoil yes, anything. Yes, yes. But. No, I got it. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, we've got uh, we've got uh, 
Fowlin and, and Rada, who are uh, the keeper and holder of the third secret. Uh, their whole deal is kind of like martial arts stuff. Uh, we've got Alex and Ching, uh, who hold the second secret. Uh, Alex is a thief. Ching, Ching, I love. Yeah, I adore Ching. I thought Ching she was is a awesome. badass lady pilot pirate. Well, she's like a full, and she's also like teaches philosophy and tactics. Yes, and <laughs> like she's always she's always munching on a broken cigarette. Ching was the one that hung like out. A, with Alex, who was a dude in the suit. And like, there's a scene where in the second issue, I believe where Casper's like learning from everyone. Ching's one that teaches him philosophy and tactics. And Ching oh, is also okay. like, who's the one that took the tank? That's Ching. That's Ching. Ching okay. is a okay. pilot. Yeah, yeah, she's the one that she's like, I can, I can fly, I can fly or drive anything. Right, okay. so she's yeah. the pilot. Yep, 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 um, yep. We've got uh, Laquita and, and Dima who are uh, like, silent assassins basically right they're well, i they're think they're deaf because they spoke in i don't know sign language. They, they didn't say deaf no but they said that they, they don't said silent yeah um so yeah i mean they speak in sign language right. because that's the only way they can communicate but we don't know that they're deaf um we've got and uh, i don't know what the fuck the nameless ones were but they're fucking creepy and they've got like the weird like plague mask on with the well, long nose uh, and stuff and there was <laughs> the, the, there was the nameless ones which were like these two huge hulking dudes that looked like members of the court of owls and then there was another guy i thought that had the plague doctor mask no, he had a hat too no the nameless ones wear those wore the hat and the mask and they don't talk right. um so that's those are like the principal like secret keepers or secret uh, guarders and then we've got some students you know um you know dion and and titus who's a bully but he kind of comes to future Future keepers and, and holders. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. and, the, and the idea being cannon like fodder, when one, when one right, person, future cannon fodder. they are there to replace like when one person gets killed, basically, because somebody there always has to be a keeper and a holder. So if somebody gets messed up, we got to find a new one that comes in and joins them. So you get the like the idea is fairly spelled out. We just don't know what they're protecting, why they've been around so long. And it gets very deep where we see a character die. And like the president of the United States, the queen of England, diplomats from all of the world come to the it funeral. Like, and like in like that moment, of, uh, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, this, they're connected, like really connected. So. Yeah. They said something like it was the queen of, it was like uh, the queen of England, a bunch of senators, three presidents. Yeah. Uh, and they all show up for this guy's funeral. And so you get the impression that, this organization is a capital B, capital D, big deal. Definitely. And yeah, I, I still don't think it's very, you, I don't know. When you say spelled out, again, that's, that's still, that's still it's spelled, it's spelled out except for everything that's important. Like, okay, we understand that there's this school where they, I don't know. Are, are, are I mean, I guess you, I'm not sure what specifics we needed to understand the context. Yeah, like Patrick, if you died tomorrow and the president came to your funeral, I'd be like, Oh shit! Patrick must have been a much bigger deal than I thought. Right, know? and you want to know more about that and why? I suppose. Well, not sure, about, but it's not also about some other person that is involved in some other story. Well, sure, but it's also volume one. Like this is, and I understand. Like if you only plan on reading volume one, or I understand wanting to get more information front loaded. Yeah. Um, and like I get that. You know, that's a valid. That's a valid criticism. Um, well, have, have either of you are either of you reading um, Department of Truth? Yes. Okay. So Department of Truth, it's the same sort of thing, right? right? There's this like society of like, what's going on here? 
and there's a character that's going through we're learning about the society through this character along right. with him right right um th- that has a good balance they also right? yeah i'll the, give you department of truth dropped it on you on right what away. is this department of truth right we learn a little bit more about the guy i think that's my problem i would have been okay with this this the secrets organization and casper it just it's it's not tilted the way that I find as enjoyable. As I will give you the department yeah. of truth. And, like at the end of issue one, they were like, here's the deal. Right. <laughs> and, and they just yeah. hit you with it. But the yeah. deal that they also hit you with in the end of that opened a lot more questions. Like, wait a minute. Everything. Sure. <laughs> it's all, all right. true. And, and I think and really when it comes down to it, I think that's, that's just a personal taste preference. Okay, it's absolutely. Like, it, I'm not saying it's the like, book is objectively bad. Right. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like being a fan of Coke instead of Pepsi or vice versa, you know? Uh, it's like, I, for me, I thought it was super interesting to get the information, you know, kind of slowly trickled down and, and, and putting things together over time. Like, I, I feel like at the end of, at the end of volume one, I felt like I had a pretty, and I could be wrong, but I felt like I had a pretty firm grasp about, uh, I had a pretty firm grasp on what this society is, even if I didn't exactly know what it was that they were all guarding, why the world couldn't know what they were guarding and uh, why they were the ones in charge of it. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I and agree. I feel like that's something that will come. Oh, most and I definitely. Was, I was hooked enough. I was, I was hooked enough by what we were given to be like, okay, Personally, as a reader, I am trusting Tom Taylor to fill this story in over the course of an amount of time. Oh, for sure. Um, and there's also it, things it, he does with like Eamon, who is the bad guy, more or less. Like the Seekers are faceless. They, they're the guys that are coming to hunt the Keepers. The it's seekers. like Cobra, right? Like totally. Uh, th- th- there's, there are two people that they, we see two Seekers uh, that have names. And faces, and that's Amon and the woman whose name I forget. Oh, Verity. Verity, yeah. Um, and then the rest of them just look like vipers. Yeah, right? like faceless. They just, just maskless. They're they're masked cannon fodder. But we Stone use troopers. He uses Amon in a way where it's like we see him do a bunch of really bad stuff. This guy's super bad. And then when he comes face to face with Casper, he's like, "You don't know anything about these people." You yeah, were, Eamon I found really interesting. I, I did too. I thought he was the most interesting character in there. I think he's awesome <laughs> because I, I think he's, he's like, um, I don't know. He's like a Dr. Doom type where yeah. he's bad, but he thinks he's doing the right thing. Like, totally. He thinks he's good. And I also right. think we are going to find out that he definitely knows way more about the society than Casper does, who basically grew up in it and could be a cult. They totally... Well, could yeah. be some weird cult thing. We don't know. We've if only these, seen these his point of, of view. Stories, these types of stories, that's always what it is, right? You, yeah. They get you on board thinking like, we're following the good guys. Right. And then there's, there's something like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. they're overtly bad, but it's like, there's something going on. Yeah. They're doing something a little shady. Right. Yeah. This is, a, this is obviously an organization that has gone to great lengths to do its job. And it's probably... It's probably it probably goes without saying that they've had to do some pretty questionable stuff to do it. Oh, you mean like 
get rid of your kid and not raise them and not tell them you love them. That's not, that's different. You know, that's a whole different thing. That's a, that's like a, a, a that's like a duty over family. No, I mean, like it's thing. a duty over family, but it's also really gross. And you've chose that. Yes, no, I understand, but that's not, that's not what I mean. I mean, like they've probably had to like assassinate no, some people. And no, I agree. But I'm yeah, saying uh, if like, it starts with that, like it starts yeah, well, with like that. They are forbidden. They like they they knew what they were signing up for. Right. They are forbidden from having personal relationships. Right. And it, it, this is all spelled out in the first issue, where the uh, they go to, um, what is the Lobster. old woman's name? Tajana. Tajana. Yes, they go to Tajana, uh, because like, look, there ain't no hiding anymore. Yeah. I'm. I'm I'm obviously six, eight months pregnant, whatever. And however uh, long it takes to make a baby, we don't really know. Well, I mean, however long it takes to obviously show, <laughs> nah, <laughs> right? It could and, be a year. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, and Tajana is like, we thrust people, we we thrust pairs of people alone into impossible situations. You don't think this has ever happened yeah. before? Of right. course, it's happened. Right? They're gonna fuck. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's and like happen. and. You know, no spoilers, but yeah, as it turns out, it has happened before right. later on. And so, like, uh, like you just knew that that was going to come back around. Totally. And uh, like, and so again, without spoiling anything about anything, uh, to me, when Amon first showed up, I was like, this guy also grew up, or he's a, he's either he's a former keeper or a former holder. Yeah, he knows way too much. Or he's a former he's a former student. Like he right. knows something. He knows he knows too much, too much because he was in it. While, while we're on the a, a point that I, I I had written down, while we're on the uh, uh, where Casper came from, right? The, the Sigmund and what's her name? Um, knocking Eva, knocking knocking briefcases. Um, <laughs> so it's it's made very clear, like in the first issue, Casper is very smart. Yeah, right. He's very very smart. He's very skilled. We know why he's there, right? We know that he has just been born into this society this cult this school or whatever because his, his parents were these people and he never seems to question how did i get here right because I, I don't think like any of the other students were born into it no right but, so what but he why does, does why, but he, he doesn't question why was i born in here and raised here well i mean a lot of people like born into cults probably don't they just this is just life i mean you grew right. up and, from and he day does, zero he does you know he does question the um what's the word I'm looking Metho- for methodology he does qu- he does question the rightness of it all right he definitely sure. makes some choices where he's like well I don't agree with that you yes. know and we uh, see like, that yeah, there's happen. a there's a there's a line like there's kind of a line in the sand for him where something happens and he's like I I I refused never to put this these secrets ahead of the people that I love ever again yeah. Oh no. I, I don't. I don't fault him for. I, I fully accept that he does that. And when, when I say questioning, I'm not being like questioning the the doctrine or whatever. But him is literally questioning how he got there. Why is he specifically there? Um, and it, it's and, and I guess they don't really explain it. Like how, how did Titus get there? One of the other students or or whatever was he born into it? Did he volunteer? I don't know. Well, uh, there, there is a line in that, there is a line in that scene where, uh, we first find out that there are other students. Um, they talk about how the order has kind of 
taken in. Oh yeah, like homeless, runaways. Uh, yeah, people that slipped out. Children of, that were abandoned yeah, or slipped out of orphaned. society. And yeah, like stuff, they've yeah. they've kind of collected this assemblage of. And and in that scene, he even says, "I'm yeah. none of those things. I was born here, and I'm way younger than they are." You know, so right. I mean, I, I felt so like they were just spelling his parents out, like, are somebody, right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess I felt like he was just. Tom Taylor made it seem like he was raised in such like a martial upbringing that this it's, is all okay, he knows. Now, I actually have another thought about that because of what we learn. We learn something in issue uh, five, maybe four or five uh, about Casper's upbringing. I wrote a shitload of he, notes about this, by the way. <laughs> so, no, I understand. Well, look, we don't need to go into an issue by no, issue. No, I'm just saying, if you want to check which because, issue it is, I've got the notes. That's all I'm yes. saying. <laughs> um, so then it's issue number five. Okay. Uh, it's got to be issue five. Oh, well, shit. Maybe it's not. Ask me and I will tell you. I've got the notes in front of me. Well, I don't want to spoil anything for Patrick. I'll, I'll erase it. He's read all this. I've read it. He hasn't read seven and eight, though. Oh, well, I'm not going to. Yeah. Okay. Well then. Oh, all right. Uh, Have you so, not been listening to my thoughts on this book? I guess. All right. Going um, uh, all right. That's fine. I, I, I know where I'm at then. Um, we learned something later on uh, about Casper's upbringing that he did not know, even though he thought he remembered his own upbringing. Like he thought that he was raised by uh, uh, Rada and. Uh, whoever Fowlin. Yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, like he's got this entire history that he did not remember at all. And so like, there's a reason why maybe he doesn't think to question everything. Fair enough. Because he doesn't know that there's anything missing. So, okay. We've talked about story a lot. Let's talk about art and design real quick. I, I personally thought, the art and design of this book is fantastic. Like it looks beautiful. It moves super fast. I love the almost sort of manga design of the characters. They look very video game inspired to me and they like do, yeah. move yeah. very video game. Like they could have been soul caliber characters, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like the half of them look like final fantasy characters. Totally. Half of them look yeah. like Kojima characters. Very yeah. video game inspired. Very pretty. It's, it's very anime. Like you said, it's, it's a very anime style. And whenever you have like a big cast of weird characters that look very original and from different places, I immediately want to know all about all of them, you know? And I start thinking yeah. like, well, I'm going to play him for a little bit to see what he does with that sword. I'm going to play her for a little bit because she's got a crazy huge axe and she's a little girl. That's cool. <laughs> No, like I, I'm like I, I I got one look at Kanto and I was like, oh, he's from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, <laughs> cool you know? as hell. Uh, like, he he would have had a like a ridiculous name like Revolver Ocelot. <laughs> Do we know this artist though? I don't. I can't see. Yes, Daniela Di Nicuolo is the same artist of We Only Find Them When They're Dead. Oh, oh no which, shit! Um, I knew that. This book looks so different, different. than that it's book. Yes, different. completely different. Yeah, um, and it, that's like I, I think the art is very good, uh, but it's a, it's a it's a huge departure from yeah. that like neon sci-fi adventure. It's like yeah, one I of think the, the color the colors are a lot brighter in this because we, we only oh, yeah. find them when they're dead is a lot more muted. Definitely You're right, but it's like one of those like asshole artists who's like, "What style do you want? All right, here you go." You know, like, "Oh, you want that style now? Not a problem." <laughs> like, you can just well, change also, like that. It also, <laughs> 
it also made me wonder if maybe um you know sometimes sometimes projects don't see the light of day for a while you know people work on books oh sure sure and you know they toil they toil on books and and they don't have a chance to get them published and uh, uh right away and so like the art to my eye uh, the art is so different that it made me wonder if maybe this was a much earlier project hmm. or later maybe who well, knows but also considering they they're coming out at the same time yeah i mean i'm saying later so, maybe I don't ewing's know. project has been done for a long time and they couldn't put it out you know yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't but know the answer there. Stunningly um, different. different styles, you know. I mean, I, I I never would have put the two together and, until you you said it. But uh, I mean, and I'm just trying to think. I I did just read a the issue an issue of We Only Find When They're Dead last night, so it's a little fresh in my mind. Um, I, the style is different, but I feel like the line like the 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 line work might be similar. It, I yeah. don't know if that yeah. makes if sense. You, if you look yeah, at sure. if you look at it side by side, and I'm looking at it right now on my computer, and you know, you'll see it. But until Joe said that, I did not see that. I didn't no, yeah, never, that. never I, would have put that together. Yeah, without. I didn't know. I mean, it definitely, and it, and it's not just like oh, they're they're being inked by a different person. No, it no, looks no. different. Definitely, no, th- this artist is the sort of artist that does it all. They they do their own inks. They do their own That's colors. Great. Yeah, and, and uh. Yeah, I, and I think that like you're totally right. Is it's like um, oh, I'm I'm having a hard time coming up with an artist that matches, but um, uh, or that does something similar. But well, it's it, chameleon artist, right? Where where it's like um, you know, the line art is one thing, right? The 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 person's grasp of like figure drawing and anatomy and and that sort of thing is one thing, uh, but there are their aesthetic choices. Mm-hmm. Right. Is a totally different thing oh, based on the project. Point of view, things like that. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, like it, for me, it's all about the colors. Like uh, we only find them when they're dead. Like Patrick said, is a much more muted book, but it's also it's also somehow more colorful because we're talking about like otherworldly, you sure. know, uh, magentas and greens and and you know, cosmic, right? Um. Yeah. And this is much more real world, but it's bright because they're in the desert, right? They're in, it's daylight. They're in the desert or well, they're, I you know, would, in the catacombs underneath uh, Venice or whatever. I'm going to take it even further and say, like, there's definitely a cartoonish style to this. And it looks very video game and sort of like anime informed. But we only know them when they're dead. Looking at this, like, I'm just looking at the first issue right now. It's so much softer in style. Then what he's doing, everything in this book is very angular, very action driven. Like and that motion might, uh, that and might be another, you know, a, 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 another. Style, and I, I, I think, I think that's part of what you bring into it yourself. Right. So yeah, sure. I, 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 I so this is, I, I will give it this, this art, the art is great. It's very it's beautiful. And I think it's a perfect yeah. choice to have this anime style because of how action focused it is. And I, I know we've well. I know I and Matt have watched a lot of anime. I don't know about about Joe, but when there, there's something that we bring to the table when we see an anime style, right? Because we're so used to seeing anime style in these sort of high paced action scenes, right? So when I see something that's anime style, even if it's like a static image, I'm bringing my own perception of speed and action, oh yeah, and stuff to it without a doubt. Uh, so. I, I don't know how much of it is the way that 
that they've drawn the things to show the action and, and how much of it is just sort of that perception that we're, we're, we're bringing I in mean, ourselves. Yeah, it, it's a combination of both. It, it, like yeah, the, art, the art, the uh, art, good art lets your brain fill in the gaps. Yeah. Cause right? that, the artist so, is just as informed as you and I are. That's why they're using that it, style. So they it, know. It, it's not that it's not that this art is not, uh, it's not that you're bringing all of that anime baggage with you. Right. It's that um, it reminds you of something and you are making the leap from what's on the page to what's right. Exactly. What you, what, what you imagine. Yep. Right. And um, that's, I think that's just a sign of like how incredibly talented uh, this guy is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, I'm also like, I'm, I don't have, Guy any, or girl. I don't have we any, don't know. We don't know. <laughs> so let's just say this person, no, I'm, is. <laughs> I'm pretty, I am fairly certain that it is a man because I, I looked him up on Twitter. Fair enough. So yeah, I do know. Was there a picture of him standing up and peeing or something? Like what'd you, what'd you see? Uh, there's a picture of his handsome bearded face. <laughs> okay. So I guess. Right. Is yeah. that how they identify though? I mean, are you, being, you know <laughs> yeah. what? That's, wow, Joe. You're right. That's fair. Wow, I don't, I don't know. You're uh, Hey, that's absolutely correct, Patrick. Go ahead and push um, your cisgender values onto Daniel. Okay. <laughs> let's not, uh, let's, let's not make fun of this. Uh, it definitely a dude. Very valid. Confirmed. Argument. Here he is in a flannel with a beard. Yes. Daniel is a dude. Um, so uh, we love the design. We, we like the look of the characters and stuff like that. Did you guys have a favorite character? Was there anybody that stood out for you? Ah, uh, Kanto. I love Kanto. Uh, I, no, I, I, I love Ching, I, I, but Ching is not really a foreground character, right? Fair enough. Um, of the foreground characters, I love Kanto. I think Kanto is see, the coolest so design. So fucking weird. Definitely yeah. the coolest the, the, Like design-wise, art-wise and design-wise, Kanto, yeah, Kanto for sure. Because he, he is the most like, like an anime or video game character. Totally. Right. Like, that's, that's why I'm, player select, first time playing, it's Kanto. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, weird mask uh sword or claw like is this oh vega yes yeah, please totally. i want to yeah. play vega i know right vega. can you climb uh, on fences cool yeah, yeah right <laughs> um and in yeah and like so, i don't like, care if he can, sucks canto uh, canto's uh, design is so strong it is so effective that i kept like i just even though i've i have read all eight issues of this comic book so far and even beyond uh, here's a spoiler for you. Even beyond the confines of volume one, I was still waiting for the moment for Kanto to be revealed to be a villain. <laughs> okay. Kanto is absolutely not a villain. He's not, but he looks like he should be a bad guy. He looks like he should be He's the definitely bull. mysterious. I, I think, uh, I, I really liked Titus as well. Actually the bully student, not for design things, but because he has that moment where bully makes good and you're like, oh, like, yeah. okay, there it is. That was, you know, like, that was really good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And, and it's and the like, old I, Buffy, the vampire I, slayer, like their worst villain today. And like tomorrow they're on our side. Cause they realize like, <laughs> they were right. Wrong, you know? it's like, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It's like, uh, I, I have an appreciation for, uh, this, uh, development that the bully is not just always an unrepentant bully. Sure. And, right, and, you know, like oh, yeah, like I love, I loved it when Flash Thompson became Peter's friend. Totally, I loved it when Sandman became a good guy. It works every time. It's always yes, great. And, <laughs> and so, and and when Titus has his face turn fairly early on in the in the first volume, I'm like, yep, good. That guy, he's there for the right reasons. But, he knows why he's there. Uh, 
Yeah. But it doesn't mean he's not still an asshole. No, it doesn't right. mean he's not an yeah, asshole. Yeah, no, it just means he's, he's an asshole a, that he knows also, to, he'll do the right thing when it comes down to it. He knows his role. Yeah, he, yeah. he knows his role. He knows um, what he needs to do. Yeah. What I took the oath. I got to stick to it. I right. also, I, I just think Taylor peppered this with a lot. There's a big cast, but he tailored it with a lot of little moments that really humanized each of these characters. Like there's a moment that Alex and Ching have that it just like, Ugh, I loved it. I loved it. Like I got goosebumps. <laughs> it's like, okay, those two legit care about each other. And like seeing the way Tajana and Gareth disagree, fundamentally disagree on some things, but they are definitely like very, very inseparably close. We find out how close later. And he just takes a little moment and peppers in these little tiny things that happen with all these characters that make them shine here and there, even if they're only on panel for like Mare who protects, you know, a fortress thing later on. She has like a two panel thing that happens. We're just like, oh, that was cool. I'd like more about her. Oh, she's gone. That's, anyway. <laughs> that's what you have to do with a big cast of characters. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, yeah. it's like Strange Academy, right? There's such a huge cast of characters. Definitely. And if you want your reader to care about them, you, you don't have enough time to go into enough depth for each one of them. But yes. you got to give a little something for each one every once in a while. And uh, yeah, he, he does do a good job doing that. And that's also where strong design also comes into play. Definitely. That's, yeah. that's, that's why we think. You know, it's why we think Kanto is cool. It's why we think Ching is cool. You know, it's it, it, it's because what we don't know about them, you, you know, we, we also have a, a kind of a cool visual to go with it. A Strange Academy, right? It's like, right. I, I, I'm not up to date on Strange Academy, so this might be a terrible example, but like... Um, uh, Dormammu kid? Is that where you're going? Yeah, you know, Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Dormammu, yeah. whatever the guy the kid's I think it's name Ricky is. Dormammu, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, you're like, oh, man, uh, I absolutely want to know more about totally. Dormammu's yeah. bastard son. Yeah, little right. flaming Dor- head demon kid? Fuck yeah, I'm into that. Dormammite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes. It's uh. Yeah. It's it's the. I don't necessarily care about him, but I want to care about him. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. Because exactly. of the visual appeal, you know. Like, and I think Taylor does a re- well. Both this creative team does a it's really team, good yeah, job right. of that. They balance uh, it really well. So something we didn't really address in terms of the plot, um, we addressed the what the the like. There's this order, and that there are people after them, but the, the larger plot is that. Um, there's somebody on the inside. We don't know who it is. Sure. And the, the seekers have shown up at the orders secret base to tear shit up. And from that point on the order is on the run constantly like the, uh, like the uh, earth fleet in uh, are like the human fleet in Battlestar Galactica season one minus right? the Mormon bullshit. But yeah, <laughs> uh, was there Mormon bullshit in Battlestar Galactica? Battlestar Galactica is a giant Mormon allegory. You didn't pick up on that? I don't know anything about being Mormon. <laughs> it is a massive Mormon allegory. You need to invite more people into your house when they come yeah. knocking on your door. That's all it is. Basically, they ripped off um, the Mormon religion and made a space story about it, more or less. <laughs> are we talking about the remake? No. Battlestar Galactica, period. And, and the remake. Both. <laughs> They're still. Uh, oh, like, uh, well, regardless. My point is that. Like, good, good story there. My, my point is that. Uh, now these people are constantly on the run and constantly on the verge of being overrun. Right. And can't trust each other. An irresistible force. Right. And we don't know who to trust. Right. And we don't have time to slow down and catch our breath. 
And I, I, I thought that that was a very effective way to build excitement on the part of the writing. Oh, who, most uh, definitely. Who do you, who do you, who do you think the traitor is? Unless you know more because you've read seven and eight. Uh, no, I don't think we do. Do we, Matt? In seven and eight, they haven't revealed anything yet. No. Yeah, no, I don't know who the traitor is. Who, um, who do you think it is? I mean, if I was calling my shot, I think <laughs> yeah. it's somebody huge. Like, I think it's going to be like Tajana or someone. And she is like the woman that's in charge of everything realizes we need to burn this all down because there's a serious problem. It's, it's going to be something massive because every decision they've made storytelling wise has been massive. It's not like one little thing happened. They're like, oh, well, that sucked. We're gonna have to deal with that. Like, nope, everything came crumbling down. Next issue. We thought we had it. Turns out we're wrong. Everything is crumbling down again. You know? So Yeah, you know, I I I would have said I would have said um gosh. Or Gareth know, even. Or maybe Gareth because he disagreed with Tajana on so many things. I, maybe I, he's like, like, we're doing my, this. Wrong. My my gut right away, my gut told me that it was Canto. But I I don't want to believe that it's cancer. It's too easy. They, he wouldn't look so creepy. It's too uh, easy. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm calling my shot. I think it's Canto because I've sitting here and I've listened to Joe Patrick say, I thought it was Canto, but now I'm sure it's not Canto because, <laughs> yeah, because the thing happened and he looked like who's more perfect than it to actually be Canto. Fair enough. Fair That's enough. That's fair. That's totally fair. And, and like, I they, could be totally wrong. They, um, I think they, I think they, they're trying to play us and say like, okay, you're going to think it's Canto at first because of this, but then you're going to definitely think it's not Canto because of this. Guess because what? of what he sacrificed. It's fucking yeah. Canto. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, and you could be, and, and, and I can't Let tell you right happens, now. I won't be there. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't tell you right now uh, whether or not I will be disappointed or impressed if that comes to pass because he had me. You don't want it to be Canto. <laughs> well, I mean, it, right. I mean, I don't want it to be Canto, but also like, I thought I had you figured out, but now I'm on to you. Oh shit. I was like, I was wrong. I was wrong twice. I think right. well, you know, what Matt just said, every issue is like, I think we think it's going to be this, but they turn around. It's gonna be right. That. Like that's, that's the pace. I think Taylor is, has thought this out well enough and has toyed with us enough in the first six issues. And you know, he's doing these old tricks that we like, but he has this thought out well enough that even if it is a character you love, there's going to be a good reason why. He's good. He's not just going to drop on you like that. They're a mustache twiddling villain. There's going to be a good reason why, because everything we've seen so far has had a reason, has had history, has had some sure. past, has some emotional reason. Like Taylor has this thought out and I trust him. Right. Let's just it's get Dr. Yui. They have yeah. it's a Dr. Yui situation. Totally. Right? Got him to break his oath because. It, yes. From Dune. Good call. Yep. I like it. <laughs> so let's get into. I do, not under, I do not understand that reference. You read a real book every once in a while. Joe Patrick. Let's get into I our don't reviews. Read real books. Let's with this. We, we've 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 gushed all over the place. Let's get into our reviews. Patrick, you're the guest. You go first. Our final review. Final thought and uh, rating. More or less. Is buy there it. a scale? What's the scale? Buy it. Skim it. Sk trash it. Okay. No, oh, that's sorry. not our scale. Buy What's it, our scale? Skim it, leave it. Maybe you've heard of it, Patrick, as a longtime fan of the two headed nerd comic book. <laughs> I, have, I, I have. I just want to make sure it was the same one. Same uh, one. On, for, for this for this thing. Yes. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say skim it. Um I, I know that I, I have some nitpicks on it. This is and probably probably why it's both my first and last appearance here on this uh this, this <laughs> fine show. Uh I, I, can, I can see where the others get something out of it and enjoy it. Um, I, I just, I don't think this particular story has 
I don't think it's earned the right to tell the story yet. I think this story would have made a good book too. I, if if book one would have been more about telling me about the society, setting that up for me a little bit more, and then this is like, now you know, oh, here's where the shit starts to hit the fan. This is how it all goes horribly right. wrong. Right, yes, the, exactly, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, so there's stuff in there. I think a lot of people will enjoy it. Um, it just, it didn't, it, it didn't sit, right with me for that reason so i'll i'll say skim it fair enough joe yeah totally totally valid 100 i get it um this is a buy it for me um uh, i i'm a sucker for stories that start in the middle uh i i, I it's it, it is a very well-worn literary uh filmmaking storytelling trope um and it gets me every time i love to start in the middle and then see the puzzle pieces fall uh and i totally agree with patrick that maybe there were um not as many puzzle pieces revealed as there could have been um but for me that wasn't necessarily a negative um i i I really loved the like super fast breakneck frantic pace of the action um i love the i love the character designs i love that uh I loved that all of the seekers and holders kind of had their own personality, even if we didn't necessarily get to see a lot of them, they were all very obviously different. Uh, And I also like the idea that there's more to learn about this group. Like we don't learn shit about the, uh, what are the masked guys called? The nameless ones. The name, yeah, we don't learn a damn thing about them we at all. We don't learn putties, a damn thing about putties. the seekers, even the main bad right. guys. We don't know shit about them, <laughs> right? And and so, like, the idea that like we're one volume in and we've barely scratched the surface is very appealing to me. Um, I think the art is fantastic. I think Daniela Di Nicolo is a tremendous artist. Yeah, superstar. And no um, I just want to apologize because all of the goodwill we earned this week for pronouncing Sean Isaacs right on our very first try on our last episode uh, is completely flushed down the toilet with this episode. Forget about it. Sorry. (laughs) I'm just glad Tom's last name is Taylor, you know? (laughs) You're right. And that's what I said. I said that when, when Sean Isaacs was like, Favorite part of the review was when you got my name right without even trying. I was like, that is normally a very difficult challenge for us. We should be smarter about it and look at like Nicuolo's name or whatever and just be like, all right, we have to pronounce Taylor wrong too. So it sounds like we just can't do this. You know, (laughs) we're bad at it. Like Tom Talor, you know, or whatever. (laughs) Not you with us. Uh, Tom Tawilor. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Then they'd be like, it's not their fault. Uh, Something's wrong with their brain. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They're just idiots. (laughs) Yeah, they can't read. Um, I mean, to be fair, we are just idiots. I'm giving this a buy it too. For basically all the reasons that Joe said, I'm a fool for a big, flashy, well-designed cast. I'm a fool for those little emotional moments that Taylor is so good at. And I love the design of the book. I love the look of the book. I really like the breakneck storytelling. And I, I don't disagree, Patrick. Even there was a moment in the last issue six, the last issue in this collection, where something happens. Where I got really worried. And I went, okay, let's not do that yet. Don't do that yet. I have too many questions about this other stuff. Please don't do that yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that was one of yeah. my other notes was like it, everything just escalates so fast yeah. that. It's just maybe slow yeah. down a little bit. Now I will say, well, like well, Joe, that was. And you know what? That, that 
I actually really quickly want to say uh, something we didn't really, we kind of glossed over and Matt might edit it uh, if there were specific spoilers, but like the nature of what's in the briefcase, like this book took a turn in terms of um, let's say genre (laughs) uh, that I was not expecting. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, And that was the moment where I went, I'm not ready for this. Now, yes, sure. spoilers, I read seven and eight as well, and I felt a lot better. So, <laughs> right. But at, the, but at the end of seven, what you're talking about happens at the end, the cliffhanger at the end of seven, you're like, wait, what? Well, even before that, it was the end of issue six. Or, end of six. Sorry, yeah. is what I meant. Okay. End, end of issue yeah. six. That's where I was um, like, okay, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, I, usually it's just like, holy, what? Right. <laughs> One thing at a time. Or even like 10 things at a time. All yeah, right, exactly. No, definitely. 10 yeah, things yeah. at then, a time like, is so about like, all uh, I can deal with. You know, not to, not to, like, I'm not going to say any specifics, but issue number seven, issues uh, seven and part of eight are all about this completely new thing that uh has not yet been evidenced in the book and you're just like what in the fuck is happening now right i'm, I'm i haven't read seven eight and from what you're saying i'm already frustrated by it <laughs> but i like it to, for me it was like i like in well, a really fun way it's well, like, we're not reviewing it, it, seven it, and eight we're reviewing I'm the just first saying, like, so. <laughs> it's like an it's, a, it's like an onion that keep where uh, yeah. uh, another layer keeps getting unpeeled and unpeeled and unpeeled and unpeeled. yeah i'm excited to read more of this uh so oh, i'm sorry i'm excited to read more of this and i'm planning on staying on board Seven Secrets, the trade paperback volume one is available right now in your local comic shop. Uh, the issue sold out pretty fast. So if you're looking for first prints, you're going to pay a little bit, unfortunately. But they are out there. Uh, if you need to collect them, go get them. Patrick, thank you very much for joining us. It was great. Thank you so much for having me. It was, uh, it was the highlight of my evening for sure. Thank it's, you. And well, it was it, nice to have a dissenting voice. It, it's right. Good, you, know, you know, we, we, we've. We've tended, you know, we've tended to have guests on that have had the same opinion. So it's nice to, I, you know, I, I went like I read the first issue. I was like, this is this is good. And then I, I, I don't know. Just fair enough. It's not everybody's cup of sugarcoat. You get you get you get the raw me when you bring me on mic. You know how I how I <laughs> spit. Right. <laughs> wow, you hot sound fire, like baby. you're down with all the kids. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot fire. How's it going, fellow kids? thank you again to patrick for joining us we'll announce the next book in the take a look it's in a book club series next wednesday and huge thanks to everybody that already donates to the show joe and i do a lot of work every week for each episode and and we can't thank you enough as little as one dollar a month really does help and it gets you extra stuff like our take a look it's in a book club and other segments we like to put up on patreon if there's something you'd like to hear us review and read trade paperback wise hit us up maybe you could join us on the show we'll be back this wednesday with a regular episode and be sure to hit us up on saturday for thn cover to cover we do it live and we do it with you nerds hopefully we'll see you then This is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off.